welcome. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am very excited to have with us Kimberly Spencer, an award-winning high-performance coach and trainer, also an Amazon best-selling co-author, also an international motivational speaker, and also the founder of crownyourself.com. She is helping visionary leaders build their empire, stand out, and achieve in their full potential. And you know, here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, that is our jam. So Kimberly, I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me on, Abigail. It is an honor and a pleasure to meet you and to just dive in with you. Yes. So I love the name and mission of your company, Crown Yourself. So tell us what that is all about. So I was on my honeymoon and I'd just been bought out three weeks before from my e-commerce company. And I was on my honeymoon in Italy wondering like, what the F am I going to do now? Um, Because I'd I'd been spending the past two years building this e-commerce company. I had a Pilates studio prior to that for a few years And none of that really 100% fulfilled me. Um, I found that in every endeavor, even in in screenwriting and after getting my film produced and distributed and like the dream that I thought was like my big goal, I didn't even feel 100% fulfilled in that either. And so I was on my honeymoon and I was like, you know, if I'm going to dive into something again with as much heart, with as much passion, I want it to be something that's fully aligned. But I had so many passions. I had, I was interested in writing and, and blogging and screenwriting and film and health and fitness and spirituality and relationships and all of these seemingly unconnected things. Mm -hmm. And I was also a pageant girl. And so I was sitting on the couch after probably way too many espressos. And I just leaped off the couch and I said, crown yourself. And my husband's like, what's that? And I was like, I have no idea, but that's the name of my business. Um, and I it's like it's like a queen and she's rising into her reign. And like I said, a queen doesn't doubt herself yes. when she's growing up. Like she's surrounded by counsel that is grooming her and training her for this divine mission and purpose. Mm-hmm. Why is entrepreneurship any different? Mm-hmm. We all get this inspired idea in our hearts to be able to go for something. And then suddenly it's like all the doubt comes in, all the fear comes in, all the naysayers come in. And we listen for some reason, instead of listening to that initial queenly calling, that's like, this is my purpose. This is what I'm made to do. Let's go for it. And I'm rising into it. Mm, so much goodness packed in there. <laughs> I want to talk about the queendom. I also want to talk about you for a second, like from the outside looking in, just like the way that you rattled off some of the stuff that you've done, like holy achievement, like holy achiever, right? Really, really amazing. But Ultimately, um, I'm very related to what you're sharing because when I look back in my past, I kind of joke about being a cat who's lived like six of her nine lives already. And while that's all wonderful, many of those were not fulfilling. I totally resonate with that. But what I also heard shine through all of that is your incredible and like unwavering entrepreneurial spirit, which is what I'd love to like ask you to reflect on for a moment because I think that we have a lot of listeners who haven't come to fully honor 
the entrepreneurial spirit or maybe even see it and understand it. So speak a little bit into that perspective. So I grew up with two entrepreneur parents who were already like the outliers in their own families because my dad came from a military background and suddenly he's starting a business. And my mom came from a very collegiate academic background and suddenly she's running a business with my dad. And so my mom was, I was at two years old and my mom was hustling to start their company, passing out flyers with pushing me in the stroller. Um, and while growing up, I definitely, there were some challenges because my dad was an addict for all of my life up until four years ago. I saw them build a multi-million dollar company, even with these really serious leadership issues. And I'm like, if they can do that in the span of 30 years, what can I do in five? And, and that was always very powerful. And the mindset of what goes into building a business, it really was ingrained in me. I mean, my dad taught me some of the best entrepreneurial lessons. Like he taught me to start passive income products, which he is yet to start, but he's like, (laughs) let your money work for you. And I'm like, so now I'm helping them with setting up their consulting company. (laughs) But it's fun how it comes full circle because he also said, Kim, it takes as much work. Cause I remember when we were, when I was a child, like there would be times where we wouldn't be able to go to a nice restaurant or like I was shopping at Kmart and like, in the sales rack at Kmart. And then suddenly there was this shift around like high middle school, high school. And I think it really was in my, in my parents' money mindset because suddenly there was a shift in my dad. He realized that you can charge $10,000 for a job or $1,000 for a job. And it costs the same amount of effort to go after that client anyways. Mm -hmm. So why spend all your time chasing the $1,000 when you could charge for the 10 and get the one? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the, I mean, after every single time um, I've had proof of purchase and repeated proof of purchase in my private coaching prices, I've raised my prices. If I've been closing too easily, if I'm closing over 66% of my price as a private client, I'm like, oh, well, clearly I got to raise my prices again. Yeah. That's just a uh, conditioning that I've, I've kind of trained into myself because my income when I was a Pilates instructor, it was very stagnated because um, I was capped at the amount of hours that I could teach. Mm-hmm. And that was when I looked into how could I replace myself? How could I, um, how could I find a way to duplicate my efforts without duplicating my time. And so one was I went from being a freelance Pilates instructor to owning my own studio, which changed the game because suddenly I was working half the time making just about the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, so this is this is nice for freedom. And then it went into me co-owning uh, an e-commerce company mm-hmm. because that was where I was like, okay, here's a product that I could sell to Pilates instructors and chiropractors and yoga instructors who understand the value of spine stretching and could see the value of this product. Yes. And then and I could duplicate my efforts even more without having to actually be fully teaching on the ground. Now, my e-commerce business taught me so much about marketing, so much about publicity, so much about putting yourself out there, focusing on the right things, focusing on the needle movers. Like I learned so much by being a part of that company. It was a wonderful experience. The biggest lessons that taught me were alignment with values. Um, And this is one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients when they're starting their business is they have this great idea. And especially if they're in a partnership, they have this idea together and it's this like mutual excitement and passion for this idea. But if you're not aligned on the same values, if you don't clearly have your values outlined as to what you're imbuing and embedding into the foundation of this business, then 
what's going to happen is eventually decisions are going to come along. And if one of you has different values than the other, then there's going to be a conflict. It's not necessarily saying that one person's values are bad or one person's values are good. But if one person values safety and security and the other person values risk-taking and freedom, you're going to have a clash of interests. Mm-hmm. If if the other person has a can-do attitude and, and another person is a little bit more timid and values a little bit more caution, then you're going to have a clash of interest. And that's what I ended up running into in my e-commerce company, which was eventually why I was bought out. Mm, got you, got you. And, you know, I'm just hearing, you're, you're saying this all so fluidly, and I just, I wrote down... Uh, expert entrepreneur. So I want to I want to ask you a few questions to speak into the hearts and minds of our listeners too, because we I I am very clear that we have a lot of mothers and fathers who are entrepreneurs who are your parents pushing their baby in their stroller, making sales, handing out flyers. And so I, I you did answer it very well, and I wanted to ask in a very specific way for the mothers and fathers listening, like what did you pick up on? as witnessing that, because I think that the reason I want to ask this specific way is because I think that a lot of mothers and fathers talk themselves out of being entrepreneurs for fear of what they might teach their children or, you know, the, the inconsistency of entrepreneurship. So like from that angle, is there anything new you'd love to share or say? Yeah. So first of all, I completely resonate and understand it because even though I had the idea for Crown Yourself in 2014, it took me an hour, uh, not an hour and a half. It took me <laughs> an hour and a half. It took me a year and a half to actually get it to a place where I was actually making any income at it because I was so crippled by that buyout. I felt I. It was the first time I'd ever dealt with lawyers. It was the first time I'd ever dealt with anyone questioning my capabilities or my identity or my integrity. It was a really a, a crushing failure. So for a year and a half, I dabbled in my business. I played small. I didn't have any offers. I didn't have any automated funnels. I didn't have like I was ashamed of my name of crown yourself. I was like, I don't think anyone's going to take it seriously with all the princess and the crowns and stuff like that. Um, Turns out more people, especially Gen Xers, actually want to be like kings and queens. They just didn't let that kid out. It's amazing. A lot of my clients are are older than me and they're like, yes, queen, I love this. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, you need to let your inner child out a bit more. So it was really for me, it was when I found out I was pregnant, that was the moment that was like, it was my or get off the pot. It was a hundred percent. Like it was, I was holding that bouquet of four pregnancy tests in my hand. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is the moment. Like I knew that the person who I was, this playing small, dabbling, complaining quite frequently, blaming my former business partner for where I was in my life and my financial status for being in debt back then. Mm -hmm. And just feeling like everything was a struggle. Yeah. And I looked at my life and I looked at my mindset and I was like, this is not the person that I want to raise my child. Mm. Kids will listen to what you do more than what you say. And I knew that if I was going to raise my son, believing in possibility, believing that he could do anything, I had to damn well prove that. Mm -hmm. And so that was my, that was my motivating factor to be able to move the needle and actually start. So within a week I was signed up for NLP coaching certification program. I was driving across the country to Vegas by myself, pregnant to, to get my certification. I'd slapped down 5,000 extra dollars on my first coach, um, in additional debt that I didn't have, but I knew I would make it back. Cause I was like, this is a non-negotiable. This is what's happening. Right. And within 
just a few months, I got started to get things started to transform in my life. I started to have a relationship again with my parents because prior to that, I'd cut off ties with them um, due to my dad's sobriety. I started to have a relationship with them again because he had become sober. I started to um, be confident again. I got my first client. And then after I had my first certainty in my purpose, that was when I quit my day job that I had gone back to teaching at a chiropractic Pilates studio. Mm -hmm. And I had the courage to quit because I was like, if I can get one client for $2,000, which was basically what I was making per month back then, then I can easily go out and get another one. And I had built up the certainty and trust within myself. So when I get the question of like, when should I quit my day job? That's, that's my answer is like, when you have built this up and for, for people that's different for some people, like I had one client who he needed, he needed his 10 clients at this certain rate before he would ever raise his prices or leave his day job. And I was like, that's fine. That's for you. For me, I'm a bit more uh, of a risk taker. And, and I, that, that I have that trust in myself that if I can do it once, I can repeat the process. Um, The other thing that you said that I absolutely love and kind of want to debunk a bit is the inconsistency of entrepreneurship. I believe that entrepreneurship is the most consistent (laughs) job that you could ever have. Right now, we see people getting laid off, that we're going into a recession and possibly a depression where people have been dependent upon somebody else for their job. The thing is, is that as an entrepreneur, we have the ability to make sales. We have a trained ability to go out and find the money. We will find a way. And so for any entrepreneur who has lost their business during COVID or had to radically pivot their business during COVID and has struggled with that pivot, to them, I always say, like, you can make it back because if you have done it once, you can do it again. You can repeat the process. I had that conversation with a rental car place here in the Gold Coast because my husband and I decided to live our dream during COVID and Chose not to fly home uh, from Australia. In I back have that March. on my list of questions. <laughs> yep. And so we've been here ever since, and this has been our dream. And I, there was uh, the rental car company. He was like, "Man, I've had to close three locations." And I was speaking to him back in March, and I said, "Look, you may be down to your last employee, which is you." I said, and you may have built up a small rental car company empire with your three locations. The thing is, is that no matter whether it's this business or some other business, the principles of business still apply to anything. It is relationships. You can go out and start another business. You can start an online business. You can do whatever it is, but you have the entrepreneurial tools and skill set inside of you already that you have honed. And all you need is the resilience to go do it again. Amen. I, I, yeah, yay. <laughs> you thank you for saying it exactly the way that you did, because I love when a client gets on the phone and says like, I did this or this happened. And I'm like, great. I don't care if it is once or a hundred times, like you have a proven method that works. Right. And I love that you let me debunk the myth of inconsistency. Right. Because I think that on such a normalized or societal level, we believe in consistency, meaning to a check every two weeks. Right. And that feels good. That feels secure and consistent and predictable. And we, again, I like also what you said about the confidence in yourself. That's when it's, you know, take your leap or whatever, because there's not consistent action when we don't have the confidence. Therefore, we don't see those consistent results. And it just, it's all in alignment with that belief about what entrepreneurship is like. And I would much rather take a paycheck every day than, <laughs> and then skip a few days than have a spanned out every two weeks paycheck because that's what's possible with entrepreneurship is exponential growth. 
even to that effect, I'll get paid once a month if it's 10 grand on a client, right? Like, exactly. I am so with you on that. And then I wanted to, um, you were speaking into something that I wanted to ask you to kind of share your perspective on, which was when you were uh, doing Pilates as an employee base, there's that linear and capped growth, right? Like I can only offer so many hours. I can only, you know, do so much, but then the exponential growth of ownership, entrepreneurship and CEO-dom and queendom and all of that. So give us your perspective on like linear growth versus exponential growth. That is such a great question. With linear growth, it's basically, it's predictable. Here's my hours that I'm clocking in. Here's in the hours that I'm putting in and, and you set your hours and you fill those hours and you show up for those hours versus exponential growth. It's you can show up for one and sell to many. You can show up for 30 seconds. You can show up for one hour and sell to many. The growth the two biggest excuses as to why people don't purchase anything and whether it doesn't matter whether it's coaching or courses or an Hermes scarf, like it's, I don't have the money or, and I don't have the time. And some, for sometimes those excuses are legitimate, but a lot of those times that I don't have enough money or time is because we're equating enoughness. We're linking money and time to mean something similarly when money and time really have no meaning or no link. Money is a form of energy and time is a construct. We're trying to put money into this construct, which can work if you like this predictability, like let's build one, you know, every hour I get, you know, a certain amount of money per hour. But if you want the exponential growth, then it's about breaking that link between caging money in the construct of time. That is so, so profound. I love the way that you said it because I mean, so tangible in that way of like, Oh my gosh, I do that, right? Because I think that especially as beginning entrepreneurs, a lot of the work I do with people is shifting from the employee mindset to the CEO mindset. Like you got to understand what you're doing as a CEO, as an entrepreneur is putting money in an energetic bank, right? Like you are making deposits in the energetic bank that may come through unpredictably or like, you know, um, they might not match up with your linear structure for success, but they'll come through and they'll come through well. And then you explained linear in a really amazing way that I hadn't linked it together either is it's so transactional. I give you this, you give me that, right? And what that made me think of was the way that, you know, charging $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $15,000 for work that may take, you know, 10 to 12 hours. People are like, I can't possibly, right? But in the concept of linear, yeah, that maybe that doesn't make sense. But in the exponential is like, you know that what you're selling is not your one hour on the phone, or your two hour something, right? It is years of expertise that come with that package or that perspective. And so just so such a great explanation. And that is exactly why I charge by the package and not by the hour, because I see so many, and I see a lot of coaches who are beholden to the hour where I'm like, as the expert, like think of yourself as the doctor, Like, and when you see a problem and you basically diagnose a problem now, I'm not saying that we're all therapists and we're diagnosing any sort of mental health issues or anything like that. I'm saying you see a problem and you see that someone is in pain and you have a process to get them to where they want to be. And you know that process and you know what it takes to achieve that process. And you know how much time it takes to achieve that process. Why would you ever hand your patient 
the like, oh, here's just one pill when you know that it's going to take an entire regimented routine. That's why I do by the package because there is a process of that is is a part of transformation. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to that end result, in order to fully transform, there is a part of the process that it also involves that trust in them building up that trust in the process as they see those results going on. Mm-hmm. And if they're just like, by session three, paying you by the hour. And they're like, I'm not seeing my results yet. Then, then there's that disconnect where like, you're not there yet. You're not to that stage where you're going to see it, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it does take that little bit of time, but it it can be so transformative, especially also on an investment level for the space of the client, making that investment of like, saying that they feel that their development, their business, their mission, their purpose is worth this amount of an investment, huge. I mean, massive. One of my clients just fulfilled his childhood dream and bought himself a plane in 12 months of coaching with me. And it was, and he said, like, he he had made a joke of it at the beginning. If you can, you know, help me get this plane, it'll be worth it. And I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> even he didn't believe it. I was like, I'll go back to your calls and get the exact transcript of like, Hey, this is exactly what you said to me. And we made it happen within 12 months, which you thought was like a five-year, 10-year goal. Um, but that's the power of transformation. That's the power of doing the deep work. And that's also the power of doling out the right functional medicine prescription instead of trying to treat a symptom, which basically is what you're doing in the span of an hour. Like you can treat a couple of the symptoms, you can put a couple band-aids on things, but the real process is looking at the body as a holistic unit, looking at the business as a holistic unit. There are circul- there are all different types of systems that are all working intertwined with each other. And if we don't have them all functioning in the same way, I think I feel like coaching is in ve- is very much like a functional medicine doctor where you're pulling in all these different, okay, here's your system of your success in your relationships. And here's your system of your success in your business. And here's your system of, of success with your body. And like, how are these all interworking with each other so that they are collectively working together to get you to that, that next level rather than doing this piecemeal segmentized approach. Totally. And part of like, let's say the functional medicine aspect is you do have a specific approach and you believe that leaders must learn how to tap into their bodies to know where fear signals are and then also where their faith and their certainty live as well. So talk to us about that because our listeners definitely hear a lot about that, but I love the way that you said it. So please speak into that concept. Yeah. So I love the body. I started out teaching Pilates and it was through teaching Pilates that I saw how powerful our mindsets were and how we can actually train our bodies to retrain our minds Mm -hmm. and use our bodies as like a vessel to guide what's going on in our minds. Because when your body is holding itself upright, when your body is erect, when your shoulders are back, it actually is sending signals to your brain of more confidence, of more poise. When you're speaking with resonance, when you're speaking loud and feel like your voice is being heard instead of speaking quiet like this, because that automatically, it changes your perception of the person it changes how you personally are receiving the information. It changes how your client or your prospect is receiving the information. So your body is a powerful, powerful tool for your leadership. Understanding where does your certainty lie? Because one of the greatest, like the myth that we addressed earlier is this perception of the uncertainty of the inconsistencies of what 
entrepreneurship can be versus there is a certainty that we can have in our trust in ourselves to get back up. There is a certainty we can have in our own resilience. There is a certainty we can have in our vision of what we're creating and that we're going to create it no matter what, no matter how many times we get knocked down, it's happening, period. When you can cultivate that level of certainty in your body, you can feel it. You can physically feel it in your body. Like for me, as I said that, I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my solar plexus, my place of power, the that yellow chakra. Uh, <laughs> so like I feel it there. It's really centered there. For others, it's in their heart. For others, it's in their stomach. For others, it's in their root chakra. It depends on where it is for your body, but your body will give you signs and give you that knowledge and give you those gut hits before your brain does. Like your brain is very, like we're all smart people, especially if you're listening to this podcast. You're a very, very smart human. Listening to something that's gonna uplift and inspire you and grow you and challenge you. Like that already says to me that you're smart. So our brains are very smart at logicking us, (laughs) I made up a word, logicking us out of something that our gut is saying, is that is something that we should do and we can come up with all the reasons and all the excuses and all of them are 100% valid they're 100% valid and they're 100% true and they will 100% keep you exactly where you are (laughs) so there is a certainty in that there is a certainty and we it is one of the six things that we are always craving as Tony Robbins teaches it's one of the six things we crave certainty and variety and love and connection and growth and contribution certainty is something that we crave now a lot of times we're looking externally for something to bring us certainty like a lot of my clients tend to look for words of uh, validation Mm -hmm. validation from others validation from their mentors validation from their community that what they have is a good idea yeah so if you're out seeking that external validation you're not finding that certainty within yourself because eventually someone is going to say somewhere down the road that that idea is not going to work, that it's not good, and it's going to cripple you. Mm-hmm. And where instead, if you cultivate that certainty, you're like, you know, I, I actually think that this is a good idea. I think this is something I'm going to go with. And you have that certainty within your body. And you know that if you're interested in that thing or in, in doing that thing, then there are other people out there in the world of 7 billion people who are also interested in that thing, in that way, you will at least find probably a hundred if you do some dating, if not more, like probably way more. But it does require that tenacity to be able to listen to your own body and check in and say, okay, is this a decision that is aligned for me? Is this something that is coming from my heart, coming from my soul, coming from source, coming from connection and listening to your body for what your body says? Because your gut knows. And every time I've asked my client, when they've struggled with trusting their gut, when have you not trusted your gut and you were wrong? And every time it's like, oh, let me tell you. Like, oh, let me tell you. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so what did you learn from that experience? How many times are you going to have to get that message to not logic yourself out of that thing that your gut, that your solar plexus, that your brain, that your heart, whatever it is that is guiding you, that your body is saying, like, go do this. Like, I can tell you it, and I can guarantee you also, it takes courage. It takes courage because normally something that your body is saying do and that you're feeling like, okay, go do this. It sounds maybe a little crazy, like, I don't know, staying in the Gold Coast in the middle of a pandemic um, and not flying home. Um 
to my closet of clothes uh-huh. <laughs> three weeks and all being gone for now seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds a little crazy. And yet you check in and each time you keep checking in and your gut's like, yeah, that's what I need to do. And you're like, are you sure? Because that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. And you keep checking in. And as you keep checking in, it's like, yes, this is something I need to do. I heard, I felt that with Pilates. I felt that with my coaching program. I felt that with the new certification that I'm going through right now and trauma work and breath release. And I felt that with staying here in the Gold Coast. I felt that with my son. I felt that with my husband. And every decision that I've just 100% leaned in and said, I'm trusting my gut with this one. Let's go. Like I felt that every single time. Same with, I get the feeling before a client. Like I just have a certain certainty where I'm like, I'll read an application. I'll get a gut feeling. I'm like, yeah, this person's a client and I'll just know. And it's a trusting of the gut that I've built up and trained within myself because I've learned to listen to my body and not try to like logic or reason myself out of it. Right, right. And I think that we can logic and reasons ourselves out of a lot of things. And you also mentioned, you know, money and time being some of our biggest objections. And you you have mentioned previously that being busy is one of those things that you will logic yourself out of doing something. So tell us about what it's like to give up that in order, like this whole busy story to be able to have your life. This is the funnest one that I love just like toppling because my husband and I, back when my business was making no money, when it was just simply a hobby, a a blog, very expensive website, (laughs) (laughs) back when it was making no money, my husband had a joke that like I could not get through a Netflix show. I could not get 15 minutes into a Netflix show without whipping out my computer and suddenly I would be working. I don't know what the fuck I was working on, honestly, because I'm like, what What honestly was I doing? I have no idea. I was always busy though. I was always working. I was always spinning my wheels and I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't intentional with my busyness. I wasn't intentional with the work that I was doing. As I shifted and started growing my business and then became a mom on top of it, I realized that this little being that I had just pushed out into the world, so important to spend time with him. Like I did not want to just spend time with my business. I wanted to spend time with him. I wanted to spend time doing things we enjoyed. I wanted to spend time doing the things that were in my zone of genius, that are the things that I do best. And then bringing on team members to support me and creating systems to support me so that I could really spend my time doing the things that I love doing in my business and doing the things that I'm doing my business for. Nobody is creating a business to work 24-7. And yet so many entrepreneurs do. And they pride themselves on this. And they pride themselves like this badge of honor of like, oh, you worked 16 hours? I pulled an 18-hour day yesterday. I'm like, I had seven hours of sleep and it was delightful. Um, (laughs) And it was amazing. I had to strip back that plagiarized programming of conditioning about hard work, Mm. of conditioning because I work hard. I work on the right things and I work on the things that move the needle and I'm very clear on what those things are. Mm -hmm. And I'm very clear on what those things are that I do well. And it's like, as I tell all my clients, it ain't bragging if it's true. So (laughs) so own the things that you do well and own the things that you don't do well. And if you can't 
at this moment afford to bring on team to support you in those things you don't do well, spend some diligent time to figure it out instead of spinning all your wheels, doing all the things, finding all the latest tactics and strategies and taking every webinar on the planet to just find all this information that then just like gets swept under the rug because personally knowledge is in bullshit without action. Spend the time to be diligent and intentional. Mm-hmm. I replace being busy with being really freaking intentional with my time and being really purposeful with what I was spending my time on so that that way I'm not spending my time for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in front of a computer. Now I actually spend time. Now I can actually watch an episode of The Crown last night and like my computer was not out. It was not even in the room, nor was my phone. I got to enjoy that uh, a show with my hubby. I take my son out for walks. It's setting these standards and these rules and these procedures for how you want to define your life. Because what I found is so many entrepreneurs, they say they want freedom, which is why they're building their business. Mm-hmm. But you don't fling yourself off a cliff and expect to fly to Hawaii. You're not going to get there. You need to build a structure around you of some sort of plane and aircraft. Ideally, you populate that plane with some crew. And then you sit back in your chair, you sip your Mai Tai, and you enjoy the flight on the way there because you have built the structure to get you to the destination where you want to go. It does take time to build the structure. You can always make enhancements to your airplane. But instead of like flinging yourself off a cliff with the cry of freedom, build the structure so that you have that system in place that will get you to the destination to where you want to go. Yeah. I don't know. I might be about that cry of freedom fly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I all for the f- cry of freedom. I'm like, <laughs> believe me, that is why I built my business yeah. and supporting myself. Like I've, I've thrown myself off that cliff many a time. <laughs> so, and, and learning how to build the plane on the way down as well. First yeah. building the parachute and then building, oh, maybe I should try building some wings and then maybe going from a glider to like an actual flyer. Yeah. Well, and so you've actually flown yourself to Australia. You're out there doing your things and now you're just hanging out. How long do you think you'll stay out there? We'll probably be staying here for two years. My husband's going to fulfill his dream and he's always wanted to get the certification of being a chef. Um, And so I said, well, you know, why not do it in Australia? Heck yeah. That's amazing. And we can't find you in the States at the moment, but where can we find you online? You can find me online at crownyourself.com. And if you are an Instagrammer, you can connect with me on Instagram at Kimberly.Spencer. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to get to meet you and hear so much, so much gold in this episode. So thank you from sharing your gold from the Gold Coast, right? Um, We are so grateful and you're just, you're so knowledgeable. So if someone does want to work with you, I heard you say an application. So what would that look like to, you know, inquire with you to get started? Yeah, so you just go to crownyourself.com, click the button that says work with me, and you can apply for a 90-minute high-performance acceleration consult. On that consult, I'll give you five strategies that will enhance your clarity, your energy, your productivity, your courage muscle, and your influence. And I will also give you the power profit plan to increase your sales by 150% in the next 12 months whether we choose to work together or not. So you will already have a plan. And then if you want to work with me and continue that work, uh, we can discuss continuing that work as well and helping you execute that plan. 
Mm, I love that. And the way that you said what you offer, it's like, I, I want to say like se- serious inquiries only. <laughs> like that's how I feel. Cause like, that's like, that is like, we're ready to put the pedal to the pavement and just get it going. And so um, I love that. I love what you offer. Thank you for sharing that with the world and sharing that specifically with our listeners. And, and just thanks for sharing who you are with us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I feel a a soul sister connection because I saw you raising your hands. I feel like I was like, she's my people. (laughs) Yeah, you guys didn't get the the visual. You're getting the audio, but I definitely was over here praising what she was saying. So (laughs) thanks again, Kimberly and Hearts. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you got exactly what you needed from today's episode to start living your dreams because here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, We are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.